Episode 70 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you this week for another week of Knicks and NBA talk. It's, it's going to be Knicks this week. We're talking a lot of Knicks draft this week. It's what you guys want to talk about. It's really been dominating the Knicks conversation. It's really been, I, I, I think, the talk of a lot of conversations in the NBA right now. It's the next big event in the NBA. There's been, you know, some NBA news. Um, there's been some stuff to get to on the NBA front as well when it comes to coaching changes and, and things like that. Um, we won't talk uh, talk a ton about it on the show. I, I think that there's really, you know, not a ton of legs to some of it as far as, you know, length of talking, not, not as far as, you know, truth or anything like that. I didn't mean to put it that way right off the bat, but it's one of those things like, you know, we'll, we'll get into the Steve Silas uh, situation at, in Houston briefly, um, but we're going to talk in mostly about the Knicks on the show this week because there's a ton to get to on the draft front. We're going to look in through some of the mock drafts. We'll take a look at some of the latest news surrounding what the Knicks are going to do and some of the rumors and reports coming out about the Knicks. So it's interesting. You know, there's a lot of interesting things to look at. Um, again, you know, take a lot of this with a grain of salt because it changed, changing by the week. It's changing by the week. Um, and we'll get to a couple messages I was given over the last 48 to, to 72 hours from people giving me their thoughts on certain prospects and players as well. Uh, I, you guys know me. I don't answer a lot of the stuff on social media or in the comments because really I don't have time, first and foremost. I'm doing a lot of work, so I, especially even during a pandemic, I really don't have time to answer a lot of you guys. This is where I do it. I do it on the show. This is really the only chance I'm going to get to respond to these uh, things you guys send me, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is where I tend to hear from you guys the most. And in the comments section, of course, on postingandtoasting.com where you guys listen to the show week in and week out. Really quick, right before we dive in, a little bit of a personal personal note for me. Just got back from my, my business trip down in Florida. I really enjoyed the experience. I just wanted to thank everybody that sent really nice messages to me um, on social media and personally as well. Uh, just for your support. Um, for those that were, you know, following me, I was doing a lot of soccer coverage down there for multiple leagues around the country during this pandemic. And I just really appreciated you guys reaching out with positive support and and things of that nature. I do have good news. I just got back a couple of days ago. I'm back in the tri-state area and I am negative, uh, for COVID-19. I just got test results back literally hours before I started recording (laughs) this podcast. I got tested as soon as I got back. And luckily for me, I am, I've tested negative and the trip has been a success. You know, that, that was the whole point of the trip was to go down, get the, get the, uh, the work done, you know, put the work in, uh, had a great experience and took the proper protocols to come back to my home and be COVID-19 negative. So that was the whole plan. Um, I just wanted to share that really for two reasons. One, uh, I had a couple people that did ask you know, how I've been doing with protocols and, and, you know, staying healthy and things like that. So it's for you guys, but also because this is, you know, doing your part is, is it's not hard. 
you know, and can lead to the results you're looking for. So even if you have to travel, even if, you know, if you have to work in your office and things of that nature, if you take the proper protocols, you know, for me through work, we had to take temperature checks every time we went into the office um, and things of that nature. And then I, you know, coming back home, I got tested the day after I landed and then, and I, you know, getting the results back as negative was a huge relief for me, obviously, but it showed that, you know, the, what, what I had done uh, worked and, you know, listening to the CDC, listening to, um, in my case, the, you know, the state guidelines where I live, it worked and I'm still going to quarantine for the proper amount of times I have for the proper amount of days I have to quarantine, which I believe is two weeks. And then I'll be able to get back to my normal life in the tri-state area as normal as it can be in 2020. So really you guys can do it. Anyone can do it. It's about listening to the proper protocols, listening to the people that know what they're talking about and you will be fine. You know, and again, one one of the, to be fair, one of the reasons I was nervous is because people do follow the protocols and still get it, but to give yourself the best chance possible to be, to be negative and to not pass COVID-19 on to others and just keep yourself from getting COVID-19 is to wear a mask, socially distant, wash your hands, you know, take the proper protocols. You know, if you're going to hang out with, with a friend or two, keep it at that and make sure they're, they've, they've done the proper protocols as well. You know, even if you're in a state, you know, that's not red or is in a decent shape at the moment, you've still got to put in the proper protocols as the pandemic's not over. So I just wanted to share that before we dove in, because I know people have been asking, you know, people have been, you know, looking for updates and, and things like that and been curious. It's, you can do it. You know, you can stay healthy during this time as long. As long as you've, excuse me, follow the proper protocols, you know, that's what it comes down to. Pardon me for the hiccup there. Um, I just ate something before I came on the air, but I just wanted to say like, it's, it's one of those things where it's doable. And I taught, we've talked about the pandemic on the show many times since it started. And this is what it comes down to. You know, it comes down to everybody doing their part, you know, and especially in the wake of what happened with Justin Turner at the World Series, being COVID-19 positive test, coming back during the game, and then him celebrating with his teammates on the field, knowing that he was positive for COVID. You know, it's bad enough that his teammates were there with him. You know, that to be fair, they'd been with him all day, and then he ends up being positive for COVID when the test hadn't come back yet. But now the families are coming on the field to celebrate with the players, not knowing that Justin Turner, who's now interacting with these people and kissing his family and holding, I think holding children and holding the trophy, it has tested positive. So this is all stuff that, that this is why we're still fighting this, this virus. So just wanted to share that before we dove further into the show. Let's start with the draft. And listen, we were talking draft regardless. I've had a number of people reach out to me since last week's episode upset with a couple of the things I said about certain prospects and certain players, a couple of jabs here and there. I think one was on Twitter. I had a few on Facebook and then Instagram for some reason was the popular place to DM me this week with, with, with shots uh, about certain players. A lot of people not happy with my take about Killian Hayes. Um, for some reason, I got a jab uh, from someone talking about, I think, Kira Lewis Jr. I wasn't able to read the whole thing. I, it just came up as a notification that I saw I got tagged in it. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. 
Uh, here, here's where I'm at. Listen, th- I'll start with I'll start with the elephant in the room for some of you who are, I guess, are upset with some of my takes here. I I've been on the guys that I've liked for the Knicks in this draft for months, for months now. I've been on these guys, and if you don't listen to the show every week, I get you don't get that, but that doesn't mean I'm not on your guy. Like, again, these are options the Knicks have to take a look at. But again, I have my preferences because I prefer some guys over the others because I've seen them in college. You know, I, I've I've read articles and talked to some people who have interacted with these guys. So that's where I'm getting my basis of information from. So, I, again, when people are coming out saying that I don't like Kira Lewis Jr. and I don't think he's a good pick and I don't like Killian Hayes or I'm not a fan of Isaac Okoro or, you know, how could they not, you know, think about taking Devin Vizell out of Florida State? You know, this is the kind of stuff that I'm looking at. But you also have to look at the team needs as well. I feel like this gets lost in the conversation with the Knicks draft. People, it's like people are not looking at the Knicks needs in this draft before they're they're bringing out their take and it's like that's the number one priority what do the knicks need you can't forget that when we're talking about this conversation now again somebody came out and said that i that i you know i hate kira lewis jr basically without saying it but that that was basically the innuendo is that i'm that that how dare the knicks you know have interest in 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 kira lewis jr i've had the same take on kira lewis jr from the beginning and this is why i don't this is why this is this is a small part of the reason why i don't respond to a lot of you guys because i said this before i say it on this show week in and week out it doesn't change unless the circumstances change kira lewis jr had a solid career at alabama played for some good coaches played on some okay teams the teams at alabama while he was there weren't great to be fair to him but despite that Put up some pretty good numbers. I think his his sophomore year, he averaged about 18.5 points per game. I think just under five rebounds and something like five. I think it was, let me check. Uh, five, 5.2 assists per game. And he shot just under 46% from the field. He's a local guy from Alabama and had a solid fresh, uh, sorry, solid sophomore year after having a relatively middle of the road freshman year. And, and he had some big games. No question about that. The game that, that stands out to me is probably the game he had in a loss against Vanderbilt, where he shot 50% from the field, 33% from deep, and had 30 points along with eight assists. So again, he can, he can put up big numbers, but remember, remember something about Kira Lewis Jr. There's two big issues with Kira Lewis Jr.'s game. Number one, not a good decision maker. This is not a guy that is great at running an offense. And at, what is he? I think he's 20 years old. Let me let me confirm that. He's a youngster. And again, you can grow into that. He's 19. He's going to turn 20 next April. So he's 19 years old. This is a guy, again, that can turn into a good player. But the Knicks, again, they're trying to build a playoff team. And the knock for me on Kira Lewis, basically, 
is that I think there are three guards that are a lot better than him in this draft. And for you to take that and say, well, you don't like Kira Lewis Jr. No, I like LaMelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton, and Cole Anthony more than I like Kira Lewis Jr. That's what it comes down to. And by the way, to the Killian Hayes crowd that keeps hitting me up on social media, the answer is the same. There's some talent there. He's shown some signs. But I like the other three better. Now, to be fair, to be fair, I would take Killian Hayes over Kira Lewis Jr. I think there's a higher ceiling. And I've said this again. I've said this on the show. I think that people that, that keep coming at me are not listening to the show because I say this week in and week out. I think if you take Kira Lewis Jr. in this draft, you have to take him with that late first round pick or the early second round pick. Now, again, he's rising on some boards. I've been made aware of that today. Listen, I'm keeping track of this stuff, guys. Okay? And I get it. The Knicks, uh, I think it was even on our website, have wined and dined and worked out Kira Lewis Jr. That's their job. That's their job to do that. And reportedly, Kira Lewis Jr. is rising on the draft boards, according to SNY's Ian Begley. Worked out in person for the Knicks prior to the draft, in addition to a Zoom call. Great. Fantastic. So, again, they worked out in person. They have an interest in him. Okay, great. You know what the report last week was? The report last week was that Killian Hayes was the second guard on the Knicks board. LaMelo Ball, Killian Hayes. Now all of a sudden they're whining and dining Kira Lewis Jr. And they talked to Nate Oates. And they worked him out in person. It changes by the week. The interest in these guys. I've told you my reason why I don't think the Knicks should take Killian Hayes. I've told you the reason why I don't think the Knicks should take Kira Lewis Jr. If the Knicks want to go that way and make that decision, that's on them. But I think there's three better guards in this draft. By the way, there's also a report the Knicks are are looking into trading up to getting LaMelo Ball. Because apparently, LaMelo Ball, again, this is another rumor that's been poking through. LaMelo Ball is struggling. He's struggling in his draft interviews and could slip in the draft. So, and this is from a report from the Charlotte Observer, basically saying that he's not performing well. Multiple people have said it. And the perception that he's getting from NBA GMs is that he might be tough to deal with. Which could open the door for him falling in the draft and could make it easier for the Knicks to move up and get him. So again, and I say this at the end of every show when we talk about the draft. Two things I say, every show. Be careful with some of this news because it's going to change. And said news as well, when you hear it, take it with a grain of salt. The reports this week are that the Knicks are winding down Kira Lewis Jr. And they're thinking of making a big splash moving up in the draft to possibly take 
LaMelo Ball. That, that latter report, by the way, is again from Mark Berman of the New York Post. So here's the deal. Like, it's one of those things, and actually part of me, the, the report from him is that the Knicks are interested in Ball and then Hayes. Ian Begley is saying the Warriors have been keeping close contact with players that are projected more towards 8 through 10 because they could potentially trade down. That's changed, by the way, in the last couple of months. They were going to take the first pick. Now, all of a sudden, they're potentially going to trade it down. And then the reports from Zach Harper of The Athletic are that the Knicks, who currently hold the 8th pick, want to trade up for a higher pick. And if they do... LaMelo Ball is on their radar. So again, I know that, by the way, and after I say this, I'm going to say, well, we're not saying that he's better than LaMelo Ball. I know you're not saying that. You're saying that I don't like Kira Lewis Jr. And I'm telling you, or Killian Hayes, by the way, I'm not, I'm not ignoring you guys either. The French point guard brigade, brigade that keeps reaching out to me. I'm saying I like the other guys better. And if you can't deal with that, then frankly, you don't know who you're talking about here. And by by who, I mean the players. Because LaMelo Ball and Tyrese Halliburton in particular are miles ahead of Kira Lewis Jr. Miles ahead. And I think their ceilings are much higher as well than Kira Lewis Jr. The only ceiling that competes with those two, in my opinion, and again, I think Cole Anthony could be a really good NBA player, but, the, but as far as potential, that's where Killian Hayes enters the conversation. Because his potential could be through the roof. And again, he's the same age of Kira Lewis Jr., but Kira Lewis Jr.'s best games, and this is something I, I should have mentioned on the last show, were against some pretty bad Southeastern Conference opposition. That 30-point game I mentioned, that great game he had towards the end of his sophomore year, was in a loss to Vanderbilt, one of the worst teams in Division I college basketball last season. And they lost the game. Vanderbilt won three games in the SEC last season, and 11, 11 of their 32 games. That's a really bad college basketball team. And again, I'm not taking it away from Kira Lewis Jr., but it's about perspective, guys. It's about perspective. Know who you're talking about. One of Kira Lewis Jr.'s other best games of the season, 37 points in a win, was at Georgia. Who, yes, have Anthony Edwards, but stink. So again, keep it in mind. Know why I'm saying this before you lash out at me. And Killian Hayes, we've been over this, guys. We've been over this. This is an issue with him that comes down to shooting. That comes down to all-around game. And again, I get it. They're both young guys. But when you have three other guys in the draft, not one, not two, but three other prospects that are better arguably than specifically Kira Lewis Jr., let alone Killian Hayes. 
I, I, come on. And again, most of you, to be honest, over the last couple of weeks, and again, this seems to change every time I look at it, most of you guys are in on LaMelo Ball. Most of you want it, want the Knicks to trade up and get LaMelo Ball. There's, a, there's another pocket of you that want Tyrese Halliburton. But there's another pocket of you that change you know, your fair weather draft guys that just change when you know some guy when some team interviews somebody or when when news comes out and you know rumors spread and all of a sudden whoa, 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 what about this guy? You haven't watched the guys play. You don't know who you're talking about, what you're talking about, and why you're talking about it. And the reason I'm saying that is because I do. I've watched these guys play. A lot of you guys don't follow college basketball. It's clear to see that. Very clear. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize you guys don't watch college basketball. So when I when I get these rips about Killian Hayes and Kira Lewis Jr., that's why I get frustrated. Because you guys are just looking at the rumors. You're just looking at Twitter and then you're making up your mind. You're not actually diving into anything. You're playing the he said, she said game. And that's a game that you don't win very often on social media. That's the frustrating part of why I get these, these comments. Or people, really, most of the time, people text me these things. and say, look who, look who said this about your take. And I'm like, oh, thanks, pal. Great. Don't really care. But thanks. <laughs> Anyway, I'll take a break here. I need I think I need a break after that. We'll talk more drafts and we'll talk more Knicks. Coming up next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. All right, guys, second half of the show. We're diving right back into the Knicks and diving right back in to the draft. Um Again, we talked about some of the guys that you are interested in with the Knicks and some of the some of the prospects um, that the Knicks have been looking at. Obviously, at the moment, um, and remember some some more perspective. Again, the Knicks publicly said they are not interested really in Cole Anthony, uh, moving away from I believe was the quote and uh, roughly the quote and Tyrese Halliburton. They don't love the body shape. They don't love his technique and things like that. So at the moment. The Knicks seem to have three guards on their radar. They like LaMelo Ball. Not only do they like him, they want to get him, potentially to trade up to to take LaMelo Ball in the draft. Killian Hayes tends to be the second option at the moment. And again, according to reports, looks like Kira Lewis Jr. is that third guy on their draft board at the moment. Again, just like I said in the first second, I disagree with it. I think Tyrese Halliburton is the second best guard in this draft. I think Cole Anthony is arguably the third best guard in this draft. And if the Knicks don't go in that direction, I'll be disappointed on draft night. I think I won't be the only one if the Knicks decide to take Killian Hayes at eight or trade down and take Kira Lewis Jr. Whatever the case may be, I think it's a very, very risky move taking one of those two guys. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I've, I've been consistent on this. You know, there's really, again, I, and we talked about this in the first half of the show, the mock drafts that have come out, they fluctuate week to week. You know, it's it's tough to figure out where these guys are going to go this year because, again, it's the middle of a pandemic, which people tend to forget, and new guys are linked with new teams every week. 
You know, it's one of those things that it's really difficult to keep an eye on because you just don't know where these guys are going to go. And it de- sometimes it depends on what board you look at. I mean, seriously. It, it's one of those things. You know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, fan-sided this week had Nico Mannion going to the Knicks at 27. I haven't heard Nico Mannion connected with the Knicks at all during this draft process. Not one link to Nico Mannion, and all of a sudden, a site's got him going to the Knicks. NBC Sports, by the way, also have the Knicks taking Nico Mannion. Some of you might not even know who the hell I'm talking about. Guy that a kid that played at Arizona this past year, and again that I again I, another guard. I don't think the Knicks are in a good position to take a guy that just doesn't fit what the Knicks are trying to do with the guard position that they have to get right to rebuild the franchise. So again, it's a tough situation. It really is. Now again, and I said this earlier on previous shows. If we're talking Kira Lewis Jr., we can't be talking about him with this first pick If for the Knicks in the draft. It's got to be with the 27th pick or it's got to be with the 38th pick. That's where the Knicks, if they're taking a second guard, could find a way to get Kira Lewis Jr. part of the plan here. If you trade up, right? Let's say you, let's say you trade up and you trade the 8th pick and maybe you trade the 38th pick or a first round next year or something like that. And you trade up to two or one or whatever, and you get LaMelo Ball, right? You get the number one guy in this draft. You're sitting there at 27. You keep the pick, which is possible, depending on the player slash picks you give up. Kira Lewis Jr. is now very much in play, in my opinion. And I've said this before on the show, which I don't, <laughs> this is one of the things I don't like about podcasts. People just take one thing you say, they don't listen to the whole show, and then they run with it. I've said this before. Kira Lewis Jr. is an option at 27. Along with another guy I really like. I, I can't uh, stress this enough how many times I've mentioned this guy on this show. Jamius Ramsey from Texas Tech. These are guys that are options at 27. I've said this before. And in the second round, again, if you don't take a guard there, maybe you could take a Sadiq Bay, a Tyrese Maxey. Someone like that, a Zeke Naji. You know, if you're looking for talent, those are the guys that are around there. RJ Hampton might be around there if you're looking for a wild card combo guard. 38. And again, I've mentioned this guy time and again. Emmanuel Quickly, a combo guard out of Kentucky, is very much available early in the second round on many boards. Could even creep into the first round. A kid that could really fill it up from the guard position and I think could, could, could turn into a really solid NBA player if the things go his way. So, again, there's a lot of options for the Knicks here. So, again, when I get pigeonholed into a category, when you don't listen to what I actually said, that's when I get frustrated. But, but again, you got to keep the whole situation into perspective here. The one thing that hasn't changed at all is if the Knicks can, they will take LaMelo Ball in this draft. But what I've been pushing is if you're going to get him, you better ante up. 
Put your money where your mouth is. If you love them so much, make it happen. Because the Knicks tend to drop the ball on these situations. And in my opinion, if Kira Lewis Jr. or Killian Hayes are one of the first two guards the Knicks take, or the guard the Knicks, the Knicks take in this draft, it's an F of a draft. It's an F. It's an F. I think if the Knicks take LaMelo Ball, or if they stay in eight, at 8 and take Tyrese Halliburton, we're looking at a B-plus to an A-minus draft right off the bat. You need one of the top two guards in this draft. I don't think Killian Hayes is one of the top two guards in this draft. I don't. I think he's probably fourth. That's where I have him. Because, again, LaMelo Ball's there for the taking. Even though you dropped back in the draft, you can still get him. It's whether or not you're going to go and take him. And that's where the Knicks have to put their money where their mouths are. That's where it has to... That's where the Knicks really need to ante up. And say, you know what? We're taking him. Now, to be fair, for those that are concerned with the interview stuff, I don't blame you. I've had a couple people reach out to me about that this week. Saying, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Now LaMelo Ball's having trouble with the interview process. It's, it's, it's a concern. I can't deny that. Because of the family he's from, because of who his father is, and you don't say that a lot with NBA, with NBA drafts because, you know, this doesn't come up every day. It's, it's LeVar Ball. LeVar <laughs> Ball, Balls don't grow on trees. Thank God. You know, LeVar Ball is a unique entity. So, it, listen, the good news is, with Lonzo Ball in New Orleans, it hasn't been that big of a deal. But in LA, it was a big deal. So, in a big market, not to say New Orleans is a, is a small market by any stretch, but in New York, could LeVar Ball be a problem? It's I can't I can't say it's a hundred percent impossible because it's because it's it's very possible. It's New York. People get big headed when they come to New York. It's part of the deal. It's why people. It's why stars that have come to New York in multiple sports don't work out sometimes. It's different in New York than in other sports towns. It's well documented in every sport. So it's it takes the right mentality, the right amount of talent, and the right amount of humbleness to get it done in New York, and the right amount of drive. But with the NBA draft, especially this year, and this is another thing that people are not mentioning at all, it seems like, in this draft process, you got to rely more on the potential talent than anything. Because you're not going through the normal draft process. Some are in spurts. But again, you've got to really be invested in the guy. Which is why this is a concern with LaMelo Ball, that he's not doing well with these, these interviews. Now, the, again, the plus side for, for the Knicks, from their perspective, is if the top three guys say, well, geez, we're not thrilled with what LaMelo Ball's been telling us. We, we're, we're passing. That really opens the door for the Knicks to say, you know what? It's now or never. We got to take this guy. And I've been saying that now for months. For months. If the Knicks get the chance, they've got to take it. 
They've got to take it. This is the position they need to fill. And they have to fill it at all costs. With a guy that could be there for a decade. That's the pick that you need to make. And for me, it's LaMelo Ball. There's a big drop-off. Then it's Halliburton, Anthony, Hayes. And then, seriously, Kira Lewis Jr., I'm not seeing him as a 10-year guy. Come on. That's why LaMelo Ball is on an island in this draft for point guards. And the Knicks have to take him. Again, and remember the drop-off? If the Knicks sit at 8 and they take a Tyrese Halliburton, I still think that's a good pick. I think that's a good pick for the future. I think the Knicks can work with that. They might not think so, apparently. Again, that report still baffles me that that, that the Knicks are not thrilled with with Tyrese Halliburton's body. Give me a break. The kid's going to grow into that that body. What are we talking about? So it's it's really concerning that the Knicks really, at the moment, look like they're all in on LaMelo Ball, but if they don't get him, the Knicks could be looking at a draft where you take maybe Devin Vassell at 8, you take Kira Lewis Jr. at 27, and then what are you going to do when the... Maybe take Emmanuel quickly? I'll tell you what, quickly and Lewis is nothing compared to Ball and Lewis or Ball and Ramsey or Ball and Bay. LaMelo Ball's the prize. And I've and that has I've not wavered on that from the beginning. So I, I it's 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 one of those things and I get I get frustrated because of the takes that I get from some of you guys that don't listen to what I'm saying, but also I get frustrated with the Knicks and I said this last week. Because I think that there's a big chance they screw this up if they don't have the right backup plan. You have to take a guard with that first pick. There's really no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And if they don't, you run the risk of having a monster disappointment in the draft. You really do. Because this team needs a point guard. They desperately need a point guard. So, I digress. We'll keep talking about it, though, you guys. You guys love talking about this topic, so we'll we'll keep diving into it week in and week out. Before we go, a couple more items on the docket. Um, according to reports, uh, there's rumors the Knicks are open to using sizable cap space to acquire bad contracts in exchange for assets. Um, apparently, the Knicks... Uh, from you know, this is according to SNYZ and Begley. The Knicks have made it known to multiple teams that they're willing to absorb bad contracts. Excuse me, in exchange for some of these assets around the league. There's others, you know, specifically talking about acquiring maybe a you know Al Horford, Andre Drummond, Torian Prince. You know, looking at salary dumps. So, uh. Remember, the Knicks have a slew of non-guaranteed contracts on their payroll. So they could have $60 million of cap space during the offseason. Um, and there's a... I, I think someone said earlier this week, there's really only a couple of other teams that could spend big. 
you know, that have meaningful cap space. I think the Hawks and the Hornets were, were a couple. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think the Pistons were that fourth team. So it's one of those things. The Knicks, again, that again, not only Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook, but there's other there's other guys on the table like Prince. Thaddeus Young is another. Andre Drummond mentioned him. James Johnson, Corey Joseph. Um, I think Al Horford's the most notable of the bunch. So just another thing to look out for in this offseason. Remember, the Knicks are also linked to Victor Oladipo and Fred Van Fleet as well. The Lynx, obviously, you know, trying to get guys in that can play for, for a while and play for a while with a core that's led by R.J. Barrett and hopefully, you know, after hopefully a bounce back year, uh, Mitchell Robinson as well. So those are the kind of guys that are going to be talked about as the weeks go on, as we get closer uh, to the draft and, and closer to the, the beginning of the season and, and, and the trade deadline. So it's it's one of those things where, you know, there's a lot to talk about. You know, again, I'm not going to dive too much deeper into this because we're almost at the end of the show, but also because <laughs> we talked about this before. There's nothing new there. It's just the confirmation of other rumors we've heard that the Knicks are, are looking into this kind of a deal. So interesting stuff there moving forward to keep an eye on when it comes to the Knicks and this what's continuing to be really a topsy-turvy offseason as we get closer to the November 18th NBA draft. And actually, let me while I got time here, I got a couple seconds to check. The draft is actually on Wednesday. Oh my goodness. If it, it could have been timed any better for this show, um, we're going to have a reaction to the draft basically the day after the draft happens it'll be posted on the friday i i'm gonna i'm gonna debate doing a live reaction and maybe editing that into the show uh let me know what you guys think um i'm not sure yet (laughs) what i'm gonna do um it's one of those things where uh i have a couple weeks to kind of figure it out so let me know what you guys think again at sj7 where you guys can hit me up or Comment section on postgetosi.com under the Shock Shock Knicks podcast logo. That's where you go um, when a show comes out to let me know what you think about all this stuff going on with the Knicks and the show in general. Or, of course, if you don't have the time to do that, you can always go to iTunes. Make sure while you're there, drop us five stars. Subscribe to the podcast there. um, And subscribe to the whole network, the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. And on top of that makes make sure you make your voice heard you know this is why again this is my place to respond we've said i've said this for months now when people get frustrated with me not responding to their comments or whatever i i don't do that it's not the right time to do it. it's not the right place i don't have time to do it this is the time i dedicate to that so again keep them coming i don't mind responding to them even though i get frustrated with you guys sometimes because again i don't think you listen to everything i say on the show but the, but regardless uh, you know, with that being said, I, I, I love that you guys are interacting with me. That's the point of the show. So keep doing it and I'll keep responding when I get the opportunity to on the show. Before we get out of here, last quick story, Steven style, uh, Steven Silas, excuse me, is going to be the next, uh, Rockets head coaching job. He's been an assistant, I think for over a decade in the NBA. He's worked with Rick Carlisle, worked with Luka Doncic on the Mavs staff. It's an interesting hire. You know, I really think this is a very interesting hire for the Houston Rockets. And obviously, by the way, Daryl Morey 
Linked, probably should talk about that a little bit more, maybe next week. Link to the Sixers job uh, to potentially help out that organization that's still trying to figure out what to do with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. So a lot of interesting stuff diving with that as well. So good stuff moving forward. But again, Stephen Silas, very interesting move for the Rockets, who are in a bit of a transition period right now. Could be losing some guys, depending on what they decide to do with the roster. Could be, could be a good coach to help with that transition as he gains experience as a head coach. That's going to be interesting to see. And that has some potential uh, to actually be very good for the Rockets, I think. That's a very interesting hire that the Rockets have put out there. And I, and I think that that could actually be one that pays them uh, some good dividends in the years ahead. That actually could be a good long-term play for Houston, who still has not been able to get over that hump and get to an NBA Finals. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But in this shortened off season, it's certainly a story to watch. Okay, that's where I'll leave it for this week. 70 episodes down. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show over the last almost, uh, geez, we're getting close now, I think, to a year and a half of this podcast being a thing. So thank you guys so much for that year and a half of support. Uh, 70 episodes of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast. It's because of you guys. You guys keeping, you know, keep on keeping on listening in week in and week out. Here's to the next 70. Here's to you guys. Stay safe during this pandemic. Enjoy the basketball uh, news and notes as we gear up for the draft coming up in November. Enjoy Halloween as best you can. Do it safely as well. Want to mention that. Eat some candy, but do it responsibly and do it with everyone's health in mind. Until then. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy that Halloween candy. And I'll see you guys next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.